from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
and I see a special cake in the refrigerator, and I found a little container of special ice cream in the freezer. We don't oh normally boy. have ice cream. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, happy yeah. birthday to you. So 29 Thank years you. old is pretty good age yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, it was a good year. We're going to just do that one again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun today on uh, the Campfire Cafe. We've got a very special guest joining us and tell our audience around the world who that is. Well, we have K.R. Wood joining us, and to lots of his fans and followers, he's also known as Camp Cookie or Cookie. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and probably call him K.R., but um, we're excited to have him with us today. Been on the bucket list a long time, and uh, fun to have him joining us. All right, so we're looking forward to visiting with K.R., and then in the second hour of the show, we're going to be talking with our good friend Lisa Dearson, who is the founder of Equus Film Festival, and that's all coming up on Saddle Up America in the second hour of the show. But right now, let's listen to a song from KR's CD, Old Chisholm Trail. It's one called Rawhide. I think you'll recognize this. And when we come back, we'll be listening. We'll be talking with KR Wood today on the Campfire Cafe. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Musician and historian. 
For over 20 years, he has traveled the great state of Texas, sharing its history through songs and tales. Also known as Camp Cookie, KR is known for bringing history to life in Texas schools through his performances and his authentic Chuck Wagon. Stories of Texas are told through song and narration, from the events of the Texas Revolution to the cowboy's life on the cattle trail. Through these stories, Texan youth learn of the sacrifices made making Texas what it is today. Today's playlist features KR's latest project, the multiple award-winning CD, Songs and Tales of the Old Chisholm Trail. Making his first appearance with us today, and we hope he'll come back, please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a 2019 Wrangler Award winner, K.R. Wood. Welcome, K.R. Sorry for that little delay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy birthday, Bobby Jean, and happy birthday to (laughs) to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear Bobby Jean. Happy (laughs) birthday to you and many more. Uh, Well, it's an honor to be on this show, and uh, it's kind of been uh, something on my bucket list I've been wanting to see happen, and I want to thank you and Gary for uh, allowing me to be your guest. Well, we are so happy to have you with us today. And uh, like Bobby said, this is the first time to be on the show. And with most of our guests, when they're here the first time, KR, we have an audience around the world. And so some of these folks may not be familiar with you. So tell us a little bit about where you're from. And how did you get started in this music and performing? Well, I was born in Pampa, Texas, up in the Panhandle. And not long after that, we migrated down to Wichita Falls, where we had a farm and a ranch next to the Wagner Ranch and raised up uh, riding, you know, working cattle, hauling hay, whatever it took. But I always had this special affection and love for cowboy music uh i got the uh, marty robbins gunfighter ballads and it just you know i wore the grooves off that and i had sons of the pioneer records and dad had a collection of cowboy music and stuff and so uh i was always up there trying to wear the grooves off of them to hear them as much as i could and soak up this music because i really believe that cowboy music is one of the truest forms of americana music in the world anywhere yeah. You know, a big genre, and uh, it's uh, it's just fun music. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, I've, it's what I was meant to be, evident, meant to do, evidently. And so I've been a, a hysterical historian, and uh, right, I've uh, got I think a, a volume of eleven CDs. Uh, we got to record the Davy Crockett fiddle in the Alamo, which will never happen again, probably. Uh, wow! In two thousand seven, it was a Lots of stuff got adopted as a descendant of Davy Crockett uh, from the Crockett Chronicles. But the Fathers of Texas has been pretty much the mainstay, and it, uh, we were very fortunate to round up Red Stegall, Gary P. Nunn, Guy Clark, Steve Fromhose, Shape Russell, Rusty Weir, um, Tom T. Tom T. Hall was on it. Tom T. Just, and wow. I, yeah. 
and a host of others, and they all fell in love with the project because they like history and they like the Alam- love the Alamo and all that, and they wanted to participate. And well, I said, twist their arms a little more, and they all either came. To, well, they all came to Texas, uh, came, came to the studios in Austin where we were working at that time. It was back in '86, um, the year of the sesquicentennial, and. Um, it took us a little while to get it out, but in 97, it debuted. It's uh, won several awards with the Texas Council of the, well, the Texas Music Association and different uh, educational ed- ed- and histor- hysterical you know, cl- clubs. <laughs> and people that have Sons of Republic, Daughters of Republic, uh, and just people that love history and love our history, you know, love trying to keep our history alive as today it is uh, under threat yes it is Uh, yes it is so uh, chosen the old cowboy way to get her done and just keep you know writing more music we've got a new project called christmas time on the old chisholm trail which will be a probably a 10 song cd that we'll have out quick um Oh, I'm thinking first of November, maybe the end of uh, October at least. And Great. Um, we'll be sharing that with you, Gary and Bobby, and just um, glad to be alive. Well, we're glad to have you alive, <laughs> glad to have you here, and this is a great CD for folks that haven't heard it yet. It's a, it is a, a double set, and we're going to work on the first album from that right now and let's listen to a great song from that this is another one that you'll recognize if you love western music it's called get along little doggies and we're going to come back and talk more with k.r wood in just a moment on the campfire cafe as i was out walking one morning for pleasure Spied a young cowboy, he was riding along His hat was thrown back and his spurs, they were a jingle And as he rode past, he was singing this song Tie, I owe 
trail for pleasure, but that's where they get it most awfully wrong. You'll never know all the trouble they give us as we go driving them doggies along. Whoop the tie, I owe you long, little doggies. Your misfortune and none of my own. Whoop the tie, I owe you long, little doggies. You know that Wyoming will be your new home. Your mama was raised way down in South Texas, where the Jimson weed and the sandbirds grow. We'll fill you up with mesquite beans and shoyo. Throw you on the trail to Idaho. We'll be tired, Wyoming will be your new home. Know that Wyoming will be your new home. Get along, little doggies. K.R. Wood from Songs and Tales of the Old Chisholm Trail. This was created to celebrate the 150th year anniversary of the Chisholm Trail. Um, K.R., that song we just heard is 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 a, a quite a classic. Your CD what? also includes a wonderful booklet with great information on every one of these songs. And the song we just heard, Get Along Little Doggies, it, uh, I would say every cowboy singer, it's one of the classics, right? They really have to have in their repertoire. But I think mm-hmm. for a lot of us, we don't really know what is a doggie. And I've heard singers say doggy, and, you know, the first time I heard this, probably in grade school, I had no idea what we were singing about. We want to give us a little bit of background, because it's, it's really an important song in the Western history. As, as the cowboys went up the trail, some of the calves got separated from their mothers, or different problems happened, and they were orphaned. And so the uh, little bellies would swell up, they'd feed them... Uh, this, this the grass would kind of scour them out, but then they um, the cookie and some of them they put together some dough and some milk and a dill and they, they developed these little like little beer bellies or something and they called them <laughs> dough guts. They called them the dough guts, and so they took dough guts and switched it to um, doggies in the song and the. And these calves had to be kind of separated from the rest of the herd and nurtured as they went up the trail for it was a long, hard trail. And I say, get along, little doggies, get a dash hound. According to your booklet, too, this song actually can be traced back to um, 1660. And I think that's true for a lot of the kind of traditional songs, many included on this CD set, that they that they actually have origins outside of the West, but they come West, don't they? They came West. They came from England, Ireland, Scotland, very Celtic uh, song, you know, themed music. And uh, as they got on the Chisholm Trail, just like the Red River Valley, it uh, was started out the Mohican Valley and different things. But as the pioneers went uh, 
went west and south that it became the they changed the name of the valley until they got here to Texas and the Red River Valley because of the the Red River was a, a dangerous river crossing that the cowboys would uh, have to cross. My, probably most dangerous time on a cattle drive was uh, crossing rivers, and uh, they just mm-hmm. um, it was a tough thing. I, I say they didn't have a YMCA uh, swim club or anything, so the cowboys. <laughs> If they got separated from their horse, you know, they had boots, shafts, and, you know, they were weighted down. If they got separated, it was a a, chance, a very strong chance, unless somebody saw them or something and saved them, that they drowned. Right, and, right. And there was quicksand, all kinds of crazy stuff in the rivers. The old Brazos was a tough one, I'll tell you that uh, – Waco Suspension Bridge, uh, I don't know if, uh, I, am I jumping the gun or whatever, but uh, the, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a miracle and a wonder of the world. Back in 1867, they started construction on that bridge so the cowboys could, uh, uh, the trail bosses could get their horses and cattle and wagons and supplies and all their longhorns across, and they charged them a a nickel ahead, which was a pretty good little. Uh, That's pretty good price, mm-hmm. yeah. And the uh, mm-hmm. bridge at the at the time of its completion was made by the Jay Roebling Company, which was the longest single span bridge, I think, in America at the time. It was 475 feet. Uh, over three million bricks were used to build it. The cables and all the um, iron and everything was provided by the Jay Roebling Company, who practiced down here in Texas. The first suspension bridge, the lo- the biggest suspension bridge west of the Mississippi, and it was considered an architectural um, miracle that they pu- pulled it off and got it built. And so the same company, they practiced down here on the Waco Suspension Bridge, went on to build the uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you, did you, I've got a little quick side story. I'm full of too many side stories. But the Brooklyn That's all Bridge, right. the, um, what happened there, the uh, Roebling Company, John Roebling was the head, head, head honcho. As they were inspecting the um, the towers and the uh, all this construction down there, for, they were going to hang all this iron on. Um he slipped and he got his foot crushed and he died from he got he got gangrene and he died from it so his son took over the project son didn't quite have the just couldn't get it done so leave it to a woman bobby jean his mother <laughs> his mother took the project over and of course just like today uh, new york times uh, they were bashing her because she is a woman and she didn't know anything about building a bridge and believe me she knew everything about building a bridge <laughs> wow. she was a bookkeeper wow. for John and so she had the tenacity to take on the project finished it the um, right before the grand opening some people some somebody sabotaged some of the cables they got that fixed and then she went to and then they were really getting ready for a big the grand opening to open the the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, there were 
saying, you know, the bridge is not strong enough. It's doing a, this woman built it. It's going to collapse right back in the river. You know, it's, it's not safe. So she went, did a, a great PR stunt with P.T. Barnum Bailey. And she went to him and said, Mr. Bailey, can I rent your elephants and your horses and all your wagons wow. today to go across the bridge to prove to these people that the bridge is sound? And he said, you don't have to rent them. I said, I, I can't believe you asked, but yes, you can have them all. So they marched, uh, got the ribbon, marched the elephants, the horses, you know, the whole entourage of the circus, which was a huge, huge circus. And Mark uh, went across the bridge, shut up the critics, and they had the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow. We That's had- a great story. That Isn't is that a great story. That is a great story. I've I've learned a long time ago, if a woman is involved in anything, just say yes, ma'am, and do whatever they want you to do, and you'll be okay. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You'll be getting a lot better. And so, yeah. um, and the, the, the Waco Suspension Bridge opened the first cattle crossed on January 7th, 1870, and the whole world turned out to see it because it was such a phenomenon, and everybody, I say the whole world, all the Waco surrounded, there were thousands and thousands of people there, and uh, that opened the bridge, and uh, they paid for it in two years, bequeathed it to the county, did away with the fares back about 10 years after the opening, and... um, it's still there today. It's in excellent shape. The city of Waco has kept the part of the deal for uh, doing away with the tolls that they would keep the bridge up, the cables and everything, and, the, and they've done an excellent job. Wow, wow. Well, we're going to get to another. We're going to get to another song from the CD, Kr. This is called Texas Cowboy. And uh, I believe this one goes back all the way back to 1881 from a poem. But let's take mm-hmm. a listen to that, and then we're going to come back and let you tell us who's performing on this when we return on the Campfire Cafe. Yeah. Stampede and 
far and wide If the cowboys blow along with them And sing them by their side Our bossy pays us up We loaf around the city We take a parting cup We bid farewell to city life From noisy crowds we come Page back to dear old Texas The cowboys made him home Hey, I'm a Texas cowboy From Texas now I am Give me a rope and pony And I'm ready for the trail I love the rolling prairie So free from care and strife Behind a herd of longhorns, I'll journey all my life. Texas Cowboy. Texas Cowboy, that's a great song. Great song, Carol. That's uh, an old public domain. You know, one of my favorite songwriters, I guess, is Public Domain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> public, public wrote a lot of great stuff. But uh, my, I want to uh, say a special thank you to Michael Martin Murphy. We were able to, from his Cowboy Buckaroo, uh, we licensed that. And Michael Martin Murphy's always been um, somebody I've looked up to because he's always been doing historic, historical concepts and different things of that sort, and we've become pretty good buddies over the years. And uh, I love going at West Fest. That's where I met Gareth and uh, uh, our buddy that plays the Native American flute. He's amazing, yeah. too. Yeah. And then, but, yeah. but this version, when I heard it, I said, oh, my God, Murph, can we do Texas Cowboy? He said, how much money you got? <laughs> I said, well, well we did the 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 uh, our, the the fee and did a generous donation to the Murphy Institute, and um, it's just one of my favorite songs. If it doesn't get your blood boiling, nothing will. I mean, you know, it's just just a lively tune. And um, I think I first read the lyrics to the song on in the John Lomax songs since the Cowboy uh, was written around, I guess, the turn of the century or stuff. As he went around chronicling all the cowboy music and you know of course he did also um, blues uh, spirituals uh, uh, just all all this great music is truly americana yeah yeah how did and by by the way murph was on there performing Uh, our, our friend and his son ryan murphy was on there sam bush was on there um, Craig Nelson, Andy Hall, you just have a great bunch of folks participating in this project. It was, it was amazing how many of the people that all the participation of all the special guests from Brad Stegall uh, on that uh, Get Along Little Doggies actually had Gary P. Nunn sing along and Robert Livingston. Um, yeah, just uh, so many, you know, I mean, we've got uh. God, Red Stick, Don Edwards did a couple, um, Augie Myers, I don't know if you remember Augie Myers, but he, he was raised on cowboy music. Wow, and, and wow. German, and, John, and, and German polka. 
which he de- good. developed in the yeah yeah he good was, stuff. So how did you go about selecting the songs for this project? Long process, and then um, just going over them and over them and checking out to make sure if they went with the flow of the sh- of the story. Right. And that they were definitely about the trail. That then a lot of them, of the songs are old public domain songs, and um, to keep those that, this music alive, you've got to you just you got to record it and sing it and get it out there. And uh, it was a I tell you what, there's some great songs that didn't make the cut list because it should be a a triple CD. <laughs> <laughs> We decided to pull in the horses on a, a double, and uh, Mickey Daniel, I think, was on there. Kristen Harris did some vocals and stuff, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, who, just everybody I can think of uh, could get on there. That And there's several artists that I, I wanted to get on there, and it just, you know, we just finally had to cut, you know, cut. Finally had to cut it I'd off. Still, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd still be adding songs. No. <laughs> 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 well, it is it is great. Let's take a listen to another song. You know, everybody loves cowboys. And this mm-hmm. song is one that's called Cowboy's Life. And uh, we're going to wow. come back and visit with our good friend, Mr. K.R. Wood, in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. We'll be back in just a minute. Look out. Some say it's free from all care Around and up the cattle From morning till night In the middle of the prairie so bare Half past four That noisy cook will roar Hey boys, it's a break in a day Big city charms 
Trail, And, of course, that's another one with a long history going all the way back to about 1850. Um, KR, then you, you changed um, tune a little bit. We have wonderful historic songs with long history. But then you also um, introduced things like Bob Nolan's Tumbling Tumbleweeds. I guess it kind of has a long history now, too, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does, even though it was uh, definitely written back in the 30s. You think? Or, <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, yeah. Why don't you tell favorite. us a little? Yeah, yeah that's the next one Jerry's going to play. Tell us a little bit about the background of this song. Well, Bob Nolan, Sons of the Pioneer, it was one of their signature songs. Also, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, every silver screen cowboy that could sing was singing Tumbling Tumbleweeds. And you got, there's something about the romance of the West. And as you're going through these plains and wide open spaces, seeing a tumbleweed tumble and roll up. So, you know, they um, they were easily entertained. <laughs> but it was something <laughs> romantic about that that, uh, that caused uh, Mr. Nolan, Bob Nolan, to write the song. And yes, it's it's a kind of there's two or three in there that we kind of go back in the saddle and different things that we are a co- more modern, but they're not that modern. I mean, good lord, what was it in the 30s? I think or 40s. Yeah, yeah. That, and so, good lord, that's a fan. But it's one of my favorites. It's such a beautiful melody and the, the harmonies and everything on it. It just couldn't help but include it. Well, let's take a listen to Tumbling Tumbleweeds, and we'll be back with our very, very special guest, Mr. K.R. Wood. I'm a Roman cowboy Riding all day long Tumbleweeds around me 
sing their lonely song Nights underneath the prairie moon I ride along and sing this tune See them tumbling down Pledging their love to the ground about um, Charles Goodnight and everything, and uh, we've talked, and uh, going to use some cuts off that. We've got some originals that we've been you know, that we're finishing up. We've got the Goodnight Charlie Goodnight uh, song. I'll uh, get y'all an MP3 of that when we, but it's getting it's close to final deal. And uh, then a, 
um, down in Bandera, some folks said, you know what? You, we need one on the Great Western Trail. I said, well, the Western Trail. I said, well, you sure do. So I said, y'all help me find the money to do it, and we'll do it. <laughs> and so, they're working on that. We've got a, I've got a pretty good uh, list of uh, great old cowboy songs, some new ones, and some originals. But it's it's a mixture. But the Chisholm Trail War, as it came to where it wasn't, it was just basically wore out. I mean, they had millions they had of Longhorns up there, and they didn't open the Western Trail until 1874. And so a big shift of the cattle went headed west, or they came out of San Antonio, and they uh, they threw their trailhead in uh, Bandera, where they'd launch up the Great Western Trail, go right, right straight up th- through Dodge City and crossing the... Uh, Oh, the Red River at Dones Crossing out of Vernon, Texas. But uh, there's so much history on the Western Trail. As a matter of fact, uh, well, this my I found out at my family union a lot of uh, our my granddad's old ranch and stuff was basically right off of the uh, Western Trail. And wow. now it's so far, the big thing. And then I found out at a family union about uh, my great great grandfather. Morton McKendry died on the Chisholm Trail. In the, Good night. At the, yeah, on the trail. And my grand, great-grandfather, Alvin McKendry, who also broke Bronx for the J.A. Ranch and stuff, was was with him. He was just a kid. He was like 19. They buried him in an unmarked grave, and they can't find it. Oh, no. So, uh, oh. Yeah, I'm trying to. But uh, it made me know kind of a little bit more, too, of my uh, connection with the Chisholm Trail and the Western Trail because all these trails were so significant in the reestablishing of Texas as uh, going through the Reconstruction, the the northern beef. The northerners had a big demand for our Texas beef, and only problem was getting it to the railheads in Dodge City and Abilene, Kansas, on the Chisholm Trail. And, of course, there was the Shawnee Trail, too, that was um, an amazing trail that it played out first because it was the furthest east, and the the sodbusters and tick fever put an end to that trail for a pretty good while. But it's uh, such an – and, you know, to think that uh, they get 35 to 40 bucks a head for a, a longhorn steer, they're, they're hit the jackpot. In Texas, oh, yeah. you couldn't hardly get we couldn't give the beef away. They'd sell them for their hides and their tallow, and uh, just changed the course of the American beef industry. Of course, established the Texas beef industry, and before you know it, these trails had got cattle all the way to Montana and Canada, and you know, who knows where. But it was uh, amazing. The um, Gary Katzmer does a has a book about the 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 tr- the uh, rise and fall of the Western Trail. It is amazing all of the different feeder trails from all South Texas all the way to Wyoming, Montana that were established. It's uh, and so it, wherever there were cattle, and try to meet you know drive them along to the uh, the big trail, right where they'd have 
head them north and hope to get 35 to 40 bucks a head. Multiply that. Some of the herds were as large as 10,000 cattle. That's hard uh, to fathom. Yeah, that's that's unimaginable. That is unimaginable. Uh, that's, that's what I, I said. Are you sure that's right? Most of the herds were smaller. They were like uh, the first herd of longhorns that went up the Chisholm Trail was O.W. Wheeler took 2,400 head of uh, Corienta and longhorn steers uh, across the Waco suspension bridge and went on up to, um, well, I take that back. The bridge wasn't finished then. He had to go find, uh, I think they went up to uh, Kimball Bend, where there's a natural low-water crossing where the buffalo had crossed for thousands of years in the Indian Trail. Right. And got across, and they were the first ones to arrive in Abilene and Joseph McCoy, the stockbroker, basically was a a real estate, and not real estate, um, he was just an entrepreneur, but he he was a cattleman too. And he knew we had the the cattle in Texas, and uh, what's the guy's name? Saunders, uh, I call him Colonel Saunders. But uh, he, he carry, actually carried a whole bunch of flyers, basically is what I call them, down to Texas to let the cowboys know if they would get their herds together and come on up to Abilene City, they'd have a, a good price for their cattle, and they would, uh, you know, they got they got rich. It put Texas back on its feet economically. It was a long process. You could only usually make one trail a uh, a, year a year because it took, yeah, because it would took. I think they were doing good if they made 15 miles a day, and it usually took from San Antonio to Abilene, a little over a hundred and something dollars a day. The the Cowboys only made a dollar a day, so at the end of the trail they'd get their hundred dollars in a bonus, and the cookie made double wages because he was uh, their, their cookie, their doctor, their mother, the you know, the bean robber. Yeah, the important guy. Yeah, you got to watch out for his beans, I'll tell you. They're very deceitful, Gary. They're always <laughs> talking behind your back. Let's take a listen to another song right quick. This is another old, old song uh, called The Night Rider's Lament, and we'll be back oh, in just a minute. Oh. It is fascinating talking with you, K.R. Woods, so we'll be back in just a minute. As I was out a-riding That old graveyard shift midnight till dawn The old moon was as bright as a reading lamp For a letter from an old friend from home he asked me, why do you ride for your money? Why do you roll for short pay? You ain't getting nowhere and you're losing your share. Oh, you must have gone crazy out there. He said last night I ran on to Jenny She's married and has a good life Boy, you sure missed the track 
When you never come back She's a perfect professional's wife She asked me why does he ride for his money Why does he roll for short pay He ain't getting nowhere And he's losing his share have gone crazy out there But they never seen those northern lights Never seen the hawk on the wing Never seen spring hit the great divide They never heard the old camp cookies sing Black Jim And old Willie Rode up to Relieve me He just looked At the letter And grinned He asked me Why do we write For our money Why do we roll For short pay We ain't getting Another well-known and very popular song um, by K.R. Wood from Songs and Tales of the Old Chisholm Trail. 
And, and KR, I know our listeners around the world are going to want to get a hold of this fabulous CD as well as many of the others that you have available. Where should they go to find out everything about KR Wood? Go to www.krwoodproductionswithans.com. That's K-R Wood, W-O-O-D, Productions, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S, dot com. And you can also go to CD Baby, and that's a page under K-R Wood that has all this on it. Or um, And you can email me anytime at info at krwoodproductions.com. All right. Yeah. And you have a lot of CDs there besides this one. I mean, you have just fabulous, including the one with music on the on the fiddle on Davy Crockett's fiddle. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, that's a whole nother show and a whole nother story. <laughs> well, we're gonna have we're gonna have Kr back to be with us again because you've just been too much fun to visit with, my friend. Too much well, fun. Bless you. Bless your heart. And, Y'all are more fun. The law allows, you know that. Oh, gosh. And a wealth of knowledge. A wealth of knowledge. Well, listen, thanks so much for being with us today. We're we're going to close out the show with another song that is very familiar to Western fans, and that's one called Back in the Saddle Again. And, uh, (laughs) K.R., thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Gary, and thank you, Bobby Jean. Y'all are awesome. Love you guys and look forward to working with you in the future. All right. Look forward to talking with you. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. Where the longhorn cattle feed on that lowly jumps and weed. Back in the saddle again. Riding once more Toting my old 44 Where you sleep out every night And the only law is right Back in the saddle again Whoopie tie-yo Rocking to and fro Back in the saddle again Whoopie tie I go my way in the saddle again
back in the saddle again. Whoopie tie-yo, I'm rocking to and fro. Back in the saddle again. Whoopie tie-yo, I go my way. I'm back in the saddle again. I'm back in the saddle again. time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking with our good friend, Miss Lisa Dearson, founder of Equus Film Festival. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by Mary Kay. It's called We Dream of Horses from her new CD, Frontier. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. And he hears them calling his name And he needs the drum of Rufus The swing is dried in the wind in a horse's mane This gal knows about falling down and climbing right back on Shovel stalls hot hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She And we need the drum of the 
That's Mary Kay. Welcome back to Saddle Up America. And I would like to thank and welcome a brand new show sponsor for Saddle Up America, and that is Childers Services. A member of the Better Business Bureau, Childers Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. So whether you're building a small corral or a feedlot, Childer Services provide competitive pricing and excellent service. Go check out Childer Services at pipe-cable.com or call them at 307-256-7058. That's Childer Services. Visit them on their website at pipe-cable.com. Right now, let's welcome our good friend, Miss Lisa Dearson, to Saddle of America. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Gary. How are you? I am doing fine. It is Bobby Bell's birthday today. We're kind of celebrating her birthday. <laughs> well, you know, I sent her a little birthday greeting on her Facebook page. Uh, how about that? From me and heard. It's so sweet. I've been getting, um, while I've been on the air, there's been all kinds of little messages coming through. I've had Elvis Presley singing to me and all kinds of things. So thank you, Lisa. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Happy birthday, Bobby. Thank you. Oh, uh, gosh. Thank you. 29 has never looked so good. Birthday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so so welcome back to the show again it's been a while since you've been on lisa and uh of course you're the founder of equus film festival but things have been changing with this virus hitting haven't they oh yes they have um we've learned about the world of presenting everything virtually now which is people are starting to get the idea of this i think is kind of going to be the way it is for a while so uh Picking up, it's getting much better. Um, we've got some pretty big events going to be happening virtually now, so it's getting exciting. Well, can you clue us in on some of your virtual events that we could look forward to? Well, we were going to be doing Equitana down at the Kentucky Horse Park. That they were. This was the year they were coming into the United States and going to be doing their first big event. They're a big production from Germany that is kind of the largest equine retail event under roof. And when they present in Germany, they have a million square feet of equine retail space. So they were coming into the park and now they're put off to 2021, but they're going to be doing what they're calling the equestrian celebration from the whole month for the whole month of September so every week we will be presenting um, a special film that, the collection that will be put together, and it will be available on our Equus Film Channel site. You'll be able to link to it right from the Equitana page, and there will be links up on our page. You'll have to register just using the code, but it will be a free event for anyone that wants to you know, kind of 
log in and set up an account and watch watch the, the films that we'll have. And Sue Ann Wells will be doing a webinar with our Diana DeRosa when her film, When the Dust Settles, will be on. And she's from down there in Tennessee. Right. And, you know, we'll have some different presentations. Uh, Julianne Neal and Bruce Anderson will be on with their film, The Edge. And so we'll do some webinars with the filmmakers along with the films. And for the whole month of September, it'll be available and free on the Equus Film Channel for the Equitana. So that, that's happening. So, that is you know, kind of exciting. Also, yeah, and they're, all, they're also setting up on their um, webpage on the EquitanaUSA.com. I sent Bob a link. They, they'll be setting up where all of their presenters are going to be sending in their their presentation so everyone will be able to see all of these great presenters and there's english western mounted archery uh, you name it uh, cameron or cole cameron is going to be one of the presenters there's all different kinds of presenters there's a pair of dressage presenter all of these will be available for free now for you know the public to kind of Soften the blow of not being able to go to see Equitana for real. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know it is kind of sad, but on the other on the other end of the spectrum is the fact that um, you can watch these things online now Mm -hmm. when people are doing things virtually that maybe you couldn't even travel to, for example, Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Well, and with our film festival this year, because the Equus Film Festival will be going virtual and we'll have ticketing information and all of that available soon, but we have filmmakers that have entered this year from Argentina, from Italy, the Netherlands, France, and Kyrgyzstan that because of the travel, they wouldn't be able to come, but now they're going to be able to participate and be part of the Zoom will have Zoom or, or webinar that'll be, you know, talking with the filmmakers and talking with our authors, as well as the films will be available for the weekend in November, which our festival is November um, 12th or thir- 14th, I'm sorry, November 13th through the 15th. And okay. that'll be all the information will be up on the website on that for people to, to tune in and, and join us at this year's Equus Festival. You kind of one ticket and the whole family can watch and you can see what's what's going on with, with Equus this year. So it, we've got some amazing films that we're able to get produced. So hopefully, I think it was because people had some stuff in the can because this year no one's really been able to get out and get anything really produced. Yeah. And we're, you know, in progress, but they just can't get out there. Well, we were talking with somebody not long ago about the fact that because of this virus and people not being able to travel and get around like they have normally, uh, that maybe people have a chance to be a little bit more creative. <laughs> it's forced you know? us to be a little more creative. Yeah. That's yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know who the Brook USA is. Have you, have you ever heard of the Brook I have not. They're an international organization that teaches people around the world about 
the horses and donkeys and care of the working horses and donkeys around the world, which once you get out of the United States, the majority of the world still uses horses and donkeys every day in right. transportation and, and, and that. So the Brook usually does a huge fundraiser every year um, that they feature. They, they do a big polo event, and they raise million million-plus dollars at this event. And they're kind of forced to rethink what they're doing and how they're going to do it. And so now we're going to be doing a big virtual event for them on the Equus Film Channel with one of our our main filmmakers, uh, Doug Maddox, who made a really great little ho- uh, holiday film a couple of years ago called The Christmas Ranch that's part of the film festival. And he's doing a continuing film called Hope's Legacy, which is about eventing. And the the story continues, and the couple gets married, and it's a Hallmark feel-good kind of movie. So we're going to be featuring that as a fundraiser for the Brook because they've got to think differently on how to reach. But because they're doing this and thinking a little differently – they're able to reach all the way around the globe for one single event instead of just one, you know, an, a single event in one place. So we'll right. be able to have people from all over the world tune in and and watch this event on the channel. So it's fun. You know, it's out-of-the-box thinking. Well, I think we're going to have to – everybody's going to have to think out of the box a little bit as we move forward. I don't know how long this thing's going to go on. Um, but unfortunately I think it's going to happen for a while. So we are going to have to readjust the way that we do things. And it does make it, uh, kind of neat. Like I said earlier, if you can't travel to these different events to be able to watch them online is a cool deal. You've mentioned your, your, uh, Equus channel several times. How can people find that? They can, they can either click through right off of the, our Equus Film Festival page, which is equusfilmfestival.net, or they can go to what's called Film Festival Flicks. We're on all devices now. We're Roku, and they're just about finished with the Apple TV, um, all of the configuration that has to be done for that. But it can be watched on all devices, and once you're on Film Festival Flicks, you just click on the Equus Film Channel button, and you'll be able to... um, sign up we've got you've got a nice little seven dollars and 99 cents a month or 79 dollars a year and we're adding approximately 30 new films every month um but we've got we have equestrian travel now on on we've got western english therapy and horse racing and you, you name it it's on on the channel now so and we have music videos which We've got a couple of Gareth and a couple of Jar, and we've got the Cody yeah. Allegretto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw Gary Allegretto was there, yeah. Yeah, Gary joined this year, and what a nice guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really, really yeah. nice man. So, so we're having fun with that and adding more content because this is kind of where, you know, once winter comes, you're going to be stuck at home, and this will give you something other than what's on regular TV to watch. You can watch your horsey stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited forward about to... it. So. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to a an, another song that is about the equine. This is called Mule Train. 
by the High Country Cowboys. But uh, when we come back, Lisa, let's talk a little bit about because we've got folks all over the world that are listening. And uh, maybe they're not familiar with Equus and what that has been and what that has brought. But uh, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that. But right now, let's listen to Mule Train by the High Country Cowboys. And we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. Country Cowboys, our friends up there in Montana from their CD, Great American Cowboy. And uh, while we were uh, playing that song, Lisa was kind enough to send me a link, which I've just posted on my Bobby Jean Bell uh, page, um, of a film, 100 Miles, 100 Mules Walking the Los Angeles Aqueduct. You know, um, your website is absolutely fantastic. What's once again, last night I spent a long time bopping around 
and you've added all kinds of new things since you were with us the last time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe how Equus Film Festival, for our listeners that don't know, got started and um, kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about that back history. Well, we're going into our eighth season now, and my mission with the Equus Film Festival is that every horse has a story, and it's Equus Film and Arts Fest's mission to share those stories through film, art, and literature. And we have podcasts, we have music, we have the film, everything that has to do with horses is part of the Equus Film Festival. And it's it started in St. Charles, Illinois, where I live. Um, we had 30 films the first year, and last year we had our first, we moved to the Kentucky Horse Park from New York. We'd been in New York for five years. And the Kentucky Horse Park wanted to become our title sponsor, so we moved down into the Wrigley Theaters, which are beautiful theaters. Gary was down there with us last year. Uh, and uh, we had a ball last year. We, we had an absolute ball at the festival. We had 20-some-odd authors show up. I had filmmakers from all over. Um I theory was there doing this show, and we just had a lot of fun. But um, it, it's a great place for everything that isn't like going to a regular horse show can get together and, and to see the art that's out there. And to, uh, This year already we have 40, or 31 books entered with, with another bunch I know that's coming in this week, just the, it for the literary corral. Wow. That's, that's, and, you know, there's just so much great horse stuff out there. Well, and you started, well, I know that last time we talked to you, I think you were starting pod, you were starting podcasts. And I see mm-hmm. that you have um, on the um, EquusFilmFestival.net website, you have a whole, you know, podcast category. You have the literary corral, you have art. I just posted a link to Barn Style because that's just too fun. Um <laughs> items for yourself, your horse, your dog, and your barn, your home and your barn. <laughs> so you just keep expanding and expanding, um, and that's just that's just so fun. It's everything in one place, so convenient um, for the horse and mule lover. Well, you know, yeah. there's the podcast. That's kind of that's been so much fun. We Julianne Neal, who is one of our herd members helped me get a get a podcast, an Equus Film Festival podcast started this year, which is which is fun. If you click through it, you can get it on iTunes and or, or Apple Podcasts. And we interview and talk to our filmmakers and our artists and our authors. But then we've collected and had entries of all these different podcasts that are out there and there really isn't one place available that you can find the horse podcast. You kind of got to search. So we're trying to kind of make a, make a home for all the podcasts that are out there. So from the Equus podcast page, you can link to all of the current podcasts that are available from, from our entries. Horses in the morning and the plaid cast. And we've got a great endurance horse podcast and equestrian adventure sure podcast. She's all over the world. Wow! So just, wow! It's just, it's just fun. It's fun and Winnie Tales. Those are 
unicorn yarns. They're they're fun. They're just a, a lot of fun. So you know, it, it just keeps expanding, and people keep reaching out, and more keeps happening. Um, we're now partners with a website, a company called Horse Network, which we're their official channel on Horse Network, and what they've been able to do with now they've added shopping and equestrian shopping and kind of keeping everything in one place so that mm-hmm. it makes it easier for people instead of having to do searching all over the place. Well, I think that's Plus great. And I hope I hope Saddle Up America's on there. Well, has, has Saddle Up America entered? I'm going to have to check on that. <laughs> uh, equestrian Legacy, uh, yeah, um, yes, Equestrian Legacy okay. Radio logo is there, yeah, and when you click it, it takes you right to where you need to go, yeah. Okay. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I sure. Yeah, I that out, Gary. That's good to know. When you said it yeah. as Saddle Up, I'm like, well, I think I have it as Equestrian Legacy, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. Some, everybody's got to keep me up with their most current logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you that being at uh, uh, Kentucky Horse Park last year for Equus mm-hmm. Film Festival was such a treat, and I met so many wonderful folks that were there and got to do so many interviews that were so, so very interesting. And um, so the ability to be able to do things virtually is really cool. But I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to the time <laughs> we can actually get back out and meet the people. One of the interviews that I did, one of the interviews I did, Lisa, was with uh, the Spaghetti Cowboys. And they were absolutely hilarious. And and uh, the long rider, you know, she was so fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just great people. So... What you have done with this is pretty phenomenal. And uh, as you continue to expand with uh, your online presence, I think that's that's great as well. So um, we, need, we need to talk a little bit about the fact that you actually are going to be showing films and documentaries at Rendezvous 2020, October yes. the 29th through the 31st. We are excited to have you be joining well, us for and, that. And that Spaghetti Cowboy docu- or film is going to be part of that. So, And I'm also sending Bobby the link so anybody can watch Spaghetti Cowboy on our Equus Film Channel too. And just a quick comment, people can sign up for the Equus Film Channel, watch film for a week for free. So wow. They can they can get a little taste of it, but for Rendezvous, one of the films that we're going to be bringing down there is the Cowboys documentary. Oh, that's great. Is, yeah, you you did get a chance to see it, didn't you? I did. You were at, I did. Yeah, that's yeah. a great documentary. So yeah, we, we interviewed the them while they were making that, so that was that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to be able to actually sit down and see the documentary. So that's great. Yeah. That's a beautiful film, beautiful film. But, and that's the thing. There's so many interesting stories out there. In the evening that we sh- we screened the Cowboys film, we also screened the Spaghetti Cowboys. So you had yeah. two totally different parallel universes going on. <laughs> going on. That Spaghetti Cowboys document or film is just way out there. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Like what? Yeah, real yeah. real cowboys and not so real cowboys, but everybody like, everybody's having fun. The Sopranos on horseback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, guess I need to check with those guys. They said they were coming down for rendezvous, so I need to check back with them and see if they're still coming oh, or not. Funny. Yeah. To see what yeah. is going to be coming. But yeah. um, no, there's been so much fun going, fun, fun stuff happening. Even though it's been, you know, kind of everybody's kind of in their in front of their t their their computer screens and their TVs and our barn. I don't know about where where you all are at, but our stable is still where we can only go in the evenings for an hour and a half to see them work the horses. They, they are, I'm in Illinois and they have, you know, kind of set up our times at the barn so that people aren't together and we have to wear masks at the barn and I mean, you name it, it's, it's happening here. So I don't know about there, but it makes it tough. Well, I think it's a challenge everywhere. I'm fortunate that my horses are here at the farm, so I don't have to worry about mask and uh, and things like that. So. Well, that's lucky for you. And I hear there's some congratulations. So congratulations due to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. We're... So you should be having some fun down there on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a lot of fun everywhere. So I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that very much. So I'm going to mention again, October 29th through the 31st. That's Halloween weekend. Yes, that's going is. to be a rendezvous 2020. And we had to change that from our June uh, uh, event where we normally have that. But that should be a lot of fun. It should be great weather and beautiful trees here in Tennessee for Rendezvous 2020, and you can come and see Equus Film Festival there as well. And, um, Lisa, we're going to be back in 2021, back at Circle E in June, and then we're going to go to Bryce Canyon in Utah for this for a September event. So you need to you need to come join us at both of those. Yeah, Utah is beautiful. So that's going to be it's going to be fun to watch watch your events grow too. Well, it is, and uh, and we've got some other things that are in the works. Girl Meets West, we've got a couple of events coming up for those, and uh, and some other things that we're talking about. But uh, it never stays static. If you become static, no. you die. You know. Yeah, exactly. So you you got to change and grow. You got to change and grow. Well, give us your website again. Tell us where they can find everything about Equus Film Festival. You've got a great Facebook page as well. But uh, give us all that information. Well, we're equusfilmfestival.net, E-Q-U-U-S, filmfestival.net. And every link should be there live, and you can just kind of click from the one, from one location to be able to get to see all the fun stuff we've got going on, virtual and live. We're still doing a few live events here at, at we're in some barns where people will let let them let some events happen, but rest of, rest of it this year looks other than your event looks like it's going to be pretty virtual. Wow, well, well, we are virtual. going to have a great time in Tennessee, and we are going to be practicing social distancing there. So uh, you guys can all come and have a great time, meet Lisa, watch some great documentaries, hear some great music. 
and of course a lot of lot of great trail riding is going to be taking place and some pretty good shopping. I understand there's going to be some shopping, Bobby. So if you're not a trail uh, rider, shopping. Yeah, yeah, always is. Yeah. But anyway, well, Lisa, thanks for taking time to be with us today. And uh, I'm sure that people are going to be wanting to check out Equus Film Festival and see all the things that you've got going on. So, well, thank we're you at, so much, Bobby. Happy birthday, well, Bobby. Thank, thank you, you thank Lisa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is from Kristen Harris's latest CD. It's one called, you'll know this one, Wildfire. And we'll be right back on Saddle Up America.
from her CD, A Place to Land, that's Kristen Harris with Michael Martin Murphy's classic song, Wildfire. I'd like to take just a minute and thank again our new sponsor for Saddle Up America, and that is Childers Services. They are a member of the Better Business Bureau and Childers Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. So whether you're building a small corral or an entire feedlot, Childer Services provides competitive pricing and excellent service. Check them out at Childers. That would be their website, pipe-cable.com, pipe-cable.com. That's Childers Services. So, Bobby, this has been a fun show today. Yes, it has. It's been filled with all kinds of great music and conversation, as as always. <laughs> it has been. I tell you what, I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed KR a whole lot. He oh is my gosh! Such you a, know, he just has, and he just has stories, Gary. I mean, they just pour out of him and. Uh, he and I chatted a little while, a while uh, about a week ago, and I was hearing the most amazing stories. Um, so, yes, he's somebody we have to have back. <laughs> yeah, he's too much fun. And Lisa Dearson is just such a, a, a very cool lady. She's got so many things that are going on. She's done a whole lot with the Equus Film Festival since they first mm-hmm. started that back in mm-hmm. New York City. Nick, can you believe that was yeah. in New York City? Yeah. New York City. Yeah, but then moved to the Kentucky Horse Park and uh and hopefully hopefully we'll be back there again in 2021, but the 2020s event will be a virtual event. But um anyway, a lot of fun talking with Lisa always is. And so, you know, we've we've developed so many good friends in this business, Bobby. I feel kind of blessed, don't you? Well, yes, um and I'm, I'm really treated today because, you know, we all get the notices on Facebook about people's birthdays. And I, I do my best to, to send out the greeting. But the whole time that we've been on today, I just keep getting one notification after another. Some people messaging me directly um, through Facebook Messenger. Some people, I guess, putting it right on my timeline. And uh, what a, you know, it is really such a, uh, a wonderful thing. So thank you to all of you that have been doing that today. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not every day that a girl turns 29 again. So no. happy birthday. No. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to mention that uh, people can go to our website now and visit uh, the uh, general store where you'll find everything for the horse lover and those that love the equestrian and Western lifestyle, just like our sponsor, Out West Shops. And uh, okay. you can just click on their logo, and it'll take you right to their website. And uh, that's in the general store. And then also our uh, Legacy Select Horse Camp Grounds and Guest Ranches. You can find uh, some of the finest riding destinations in America on there as well and that's all at equestrianlegacy.net so be sure and visit the website and check out uh, the general store and the legacy select horse campgrounds and guest ranches and uh, our family just keeps growing 
Yeah. We're just absolutely. we're just happy to have uh, Jimmy Ride now that joined us about uh, two weeks ago. She's in charge of all the marketing for the Western United States, Canada, and Europe. And uh, you can go to the website and and connect with her on there as well. And Bobby Bell needs to go see our team page, our team page on the website. Check out Bobby on the website. So, <laughs> anyway, a lot of fun. Oh, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, it's been a lot of fun. Um, what kind of closing thoughts do you have for us today? Oh, I have one. I have one. Um, here, uh, hold on. I got to move. Okay. <laughs> there is something about the gentle wisdom in a horse's eye that can put even the most troubled soul at peace. That is the truth. That is the truth. That is a that is an excellent closing thought for the day. Want to remind you to tune in this Saturday for the living room sessions. You know who our special guest is this week, Bobby? Let me think. It could be Dave Stamey. Could it be the awesome Dave Stamey? <laughs> so <laughs> you can catch Dave on the living room sessions this Saturday. And uh, it's just like having a concert in your own living room or wherever wherever you are. But the living room sessions comes on Saturday, and that's at noon Central Standard Time. Then we'll be back next week for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And uh, you can find all of those shows at equestrianlegacy.net. You can find out all about Rendezvous. You can find out all about Girl Meets West. You can visit our sponsors and uh, do a little shopping with them. You know, the Christmas season's coming up pretty quickly, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it is. It's hard, you know, uh, we're almost at September 1st, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't, we won't worry about Halloween. We'll just go right into Christmas, you know. But um, you can find all of that at equestrianlegacy.net. Hey, we're going to invite you to come back and be with us next Thursday, again on Saturday. It all starts at noon on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And right now we're going to close out today's show with a great song by our good friend, Miss Joni Harms. It's one called Long Hard Ride. Thanks for listening. You, yep, you.
so bright Lord, what a beautiful land It's no mystery It's easy to see This was painted by the master's hand And when he calls me home I'll be safe and warm Lord, it's been 